What are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Welcome to Cliff Notes Continued, where we improvise the stories authors are too lazy to write. I'm Lucas Larson. And I am Anania George. Oh, that. Oh, no, okay. I think that's cool. it. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's our intro. <laughs> okay. That's our intro. Oh, no. <laughs> I just saw what book it is. Yeah, I hope you're in the mood for some history. Uh, well, you mean, yeah, of course I am. We'll be writing a good part of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's the book, Andy? Uh, it is The Da Vinci Code. Uh, the one wait, Dan Brown, right? Yeah, Da Vinci yeah. Code by Dan Brown. Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's a very long summary, so let's not read all of that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> so, uh, let's do the last four paragraphs of the summary. <laughs> okay, okay, let's do it. Uh, okay. Silas takes Bishop uh, Bishop Agarosa to the hospital and staggers into a park where he dies. Okay, Silas is dead. <laughs> okay. And then in the hospital the next day, Agarosa bitterly reflects that Team Bing tricked him into helping with his murderous plan, but claiming that if the Bishop delivered the grail to him, he would help the office they regain favor with the church. Okay. Um, oh my God. So why are there so many characters here? Sophie's and Langdon's research leads them to the discovery that Sir Isaac Newton is the knight they are looking for. What the fuck is that sentence? The one buried by a Pope because they learned that he was buried by Alexander Pope. Okay. <laughs> There's so many characters to keep track of. <laughs> they go to Westminster Abbey where Newton is buried. There, the teacher lures them to the garden with a note saying he has teabing. Is teabing like whatever? Is, is that, is that no, I, a person? I'm viewing teabing as like uh, what's like the hunchback dude in Frankenstein? <laughs> Frankenstein? Igor, no. Igor, Igor. Yeah, I, I'm viewing teabing as like an Igor. <laughs> Like, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Just like a henchman. <laughs> oh, wait, I have. Wait, bef- can we jump back? Silas takes Bishop Aaron Gosa to the hospital and staggers to a park where he dies. Does Silas die or does the bishop die? Silas dies. I think Silas is like the main bad dude, but he died. <laughs> okay, Silas Spoiler is dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, of course. Duh. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, there, the teacher lures them to the garden with a note saying that he has teabing. They go there to only di- they go there only to discover that teabing himself is the teacher. Oh, okay. So he's Igor, who like actually was like the doctor. <laughs> he's like... wait from Doctor Who. No, like Doctor Frankenstein. Where, like, Igor was, like, the henchman, but then it turns out that he's actually the mastermind. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> Teabing suspected that Sonnier, uh, did you notice the E in the accent, uh, had decided not to release the secret of the Prairie of Sion because the church threatened to kill Sophie if the secret was released. So we're going to release the secret, right? Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay. Uh, wanting the secret to be public knowledge, he had decided to find the grail himself. So there's like three fret, three teams here. There's like Sonnier, who does like whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> then there's like the religious people. And then there's like Sophia and Landon. Is, Wang- yeah. is Langdon, or oh yeah, Langdon? I think is like the main good dude. Langdon is Tom Hanks. Yeah. Okay. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. There's so many characters. I don't know what to write. <laughs> so I got Silas is dead. Argosa. It's just like, at the at the park. Yeah, Argos is just like some pope person who's like a bad pope (laughs) okay bishop (laughs) and then um t-bean is like the secret mastermind sophie and langdon are the good people and sorry is just like the wild card (laughs) is what i have so far oh is is is, sorry is sonnier like the dude who is going around killing everybody I don't, I think Sarier is just the, yeah, like, he, he like, is doing his own agenda. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He's, he's okay. the character that was, like, whipping himself in the movie, right? No, I think that was the dude who's dead. I think that was Silas. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> TV because I'm glad we're only reading four paragraphs of this. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the whole podcast would just be us reading this and be like, That's an hour. Yeah, this is an hour. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Tevin gives Langdon the cryptex and asks Langdon and Sophia to help him out. Langdon figures out that the password is Apple. Okay, very important. <laughs> oh, that's right, because Newton's a part of this too. Yeah. And then um, the orb missing from Newton's tomb. Yeah. Um, he opens the cryptex and secret retakes out the papyrus. Then he throws the empty cryptex in the air, causing TV to drop his pistol as he attempts to catch it and prevent the map inside from being destroyed. Suddenly, oh. Faki bursts into the... T- <laughs> Who's Faki? Who the fuck is Faki? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like... Uh, Detective Gordon in Batman. <laughs> Got you. Uh, there's like a there's a uh, there's a there's a video uh, uh, that's going viral of like two women fighting, and Jonathan Major is just like running into the frame, being like, "No, don't fight." You know what I mean? So as soon as as soon as he read, Faki bursts into the room and arrests Steaming. I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> He's like walking in, like, oh yeah, you need a hero to save the day. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the papyrus inside the second crypt text—I don't know where that came from—directs uh, Sophie and Langdon to Scotland, where Sophie finds her brother and her grandmother. 
During the reunion, she discovers that her family is indeed of the bloodline of Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Selfie and in part, promising to meet in Florence in a month. Back in Paris, Langdon comprehends the poem, poem, which leads him to the small pyramid built to the ground in the Louvre, where he is sure the grail must be hidden. Okay. <laughs> so we made it through. Yeah, that is the cliff notes. <laughs> well, the last four paragraphs. Well, that's the important part. We made it through. Oh, oh wait. So then, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, made it through. And then there's angels and demons, but I, I don't know. I thought that was like a prequel, but I think that's the sequel. But we'll a, do whatever. It's a sequel movie, but it's a prequel book. Really? Okay, good. Yeah. Because yeah, we're yeah, writing yeah. the third book right now. Uh, okay, what what are we gonna title it? Um, uh, Einstein's Labyrinth. Cool. And, and in this scenario, did Einstein build the labyrinth, or is Einstein the Minotaur that guards the labyrinth? We just gotta find out. So, cool. so we start. Chapter one, Einstein's yeah. Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. So we start with Langdon on a plane um, heading to Cairo, and he's excited to meet Sophie there. They had previously met in Florence and Paris and rendezvoused across Spain. <laughs> Or not, <laughs> yes, Spain <laughs> and uh, Spain I, and Rome, where they killed some bishop person. <laughs> I I've never heard you use the word rendezvous before. <laughs> I'm trying to set the mood. <laughs> rendezvous. Yeah, uh, use your lexicon, Andy. <laughs> right, because. We're literary. We're we're you know authorship. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sophie has been receiving. Uh, Sophie wants Langdon to break. Oh wait, 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 Sophie's been on the run for the past three years since they first rendezvoused in Florence, uh, <laughs> because she's been receiving death threats from the church uh, in in the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> and wants Landon Langdon to figure out how to stop it. Okay. Um, I didn't know that Sophie had information about the bishop's fondness for s- small small children. Or does she? You never know. Well, yeah. that's the secret. <laughs> yeah. End of end of story. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. 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 Now we know. Now we know. But, well, um, we know that we know this. Langdon doesn't know this. Yeah. 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 So Sophie's on the run to meet Langdon in Cairo. She gets off the plane, looks around, and Langdon is there in a fedora. <laughs> 
He's he's sitting in a he's sitting on a cafe steps like like the uh, ending of uh, Dark Knight Rises, right? Like like Sophie looks over and and he's just sitting on a cafe, and looks over at Sophie and just like nods vertically. You know? <laughs> yeah, but they actually say hi to each other in this version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we begin just hey like poetry we begin at the end of another chapter's story exactly <laughs> to be continued <laughs> this is the continued yeah pretty much in more ways than one <laughs> yeah um so S- sophie walks up and slide and slides into the chair across from langdon and they stare intently into each other's eyes before Langdon whips out a briefcase and slams it on the table. <laughs> Wait, Langdon slams the briefcase on the table? Yeah, Langdon okay. slams the briefcase on the table. <laughs> he opens the briefcase, takes out a postcard that has a picture of him, uh, like the end of Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, with like a dolphin and everything, uh, and and he and he slides the postcard over to her and goes, "This was last month in Florida. <laughs> you weren't rendezvousing in Florida. <laughs> Do you want to see more of my vacation pictures?" <laughs> and before Sophie. Sophie could say anything. Langdon just pulls out more trips of Florida, <laughs> more pictures of Florida. He's writing a small world after all by himself, frowning. <laughs> He's chasing a hurricane that is category zero. <laughs> And just to be clear, he's like running after this hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) LinkedIn is very creative in his pictures and it just like has a speech bubble made of cardboard that says like hurricane this way. (laughs) Of, Of course, he's very creative. I mean, pictures are like taking pictures are like solving codes. And if there's one thing Langdon knows how to do, it's solve them fucking codes. Yeah. And then um, he pulls out the third picture, and it's a secret chamber inside the pyramids that he received from his secret informant, um, Fosh. Fosh. <laughs> okay. Him. Yeah. Uh, sent him this picture, and this is when things get serious. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's when. That's when he goes. Oh, this one got in here somehow. You see. Um, there, there is a secret entrance within the pyramids where, uh, where it is said that the greatest treasure, for some reason, it's now national treasure to say the greatest treasure known to man is hidden away from the eyes of the prying people. Cause pyramids couldn't have been built back in the day. You know, how did they build them? That's right. Einstein. Yeah. Einstein was secretly alive during the pyramids. He had built time travel, traveled back in time, 
<laughs> to help build the pyramids. And that's why they could do it with primitive technology. Yeah, Einstein had a thing for large triangles. <laughs> Clearly, because MC, the E and the M in E, in e equals MC squared are just four pyramids placed <laughs> in two different ways. And Sophie grabs the picture of the um, secret compartment inside the pyramids. Langdon is crestfallen that she didn't want to look at him chasing a hurricane. <laughs> but he reluctantly relents while Sophie starts studying the picture. All you can see is a small stone box and above it is a indiscernible light and on the hieroglyphs in the background on the wall in the background behind the box looks like an E and some squiggles. <laughs> so if he takes this picture puts it in, in her purse, and while she's putting it in her purse, a kid uh, bumps onto into her shoulder, dropping the elements of her purse, revealing letters upon letters upon letters with the insignia. That's right, I can do big words too. With the <laughs> insignia of the Catholic Church stamped upon them. <laughs> Langdon is obtuse and does not notice the letters, but he does. <laughs> he does hail a cab. They get in the cab and they head to the pyramids. <laughs> Chapter three. <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes? The bishop. Oh, what what's uh, an an or what what's the uh, Ari Aaron Ari for Gar short go with Ari for short. <laughs> All right, the Bishop Ari is sitting in his chair in his big popey chair, uh, <laughs> in a little bathrobe with his balls hanging out. <laughs> uh, okay, as he's drinking his cup of coffee first thing in the morning. And in runs in um, T. Bing. He is now he's now a part of the Catholic Church because he decided to uh, change his ways and reform. Um, but you can't ever keep a man down for long. <laughs> and T. Bing comes in stuttering. Um, T. Bing's like. One of our informants in Egypt recently spotted Sophie and Ari stands up in his full balls hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and angrily covers himself while he screams to the Pope Mobile. <laughs> What follows is, I know this is a book, 
But <laughs> but but Dan Brown, dude, he's been writing for so long that he ends up writing a uh, very descriptive version of the of like the '60s Batman theme, but done in like the style of the Da Vinci Code, um, and and a very Technicolor intro sequence. But it's instead of Batman, it's the Bishop, and instead of Robin, it's Teabing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it is the most coherent part of this book ever. It is so coherent <laughs> that we cannot recreate it here. <laughs> nope, it would be doing a disservice yeah. <laughs> to the original writings of the book that I'm holding on to in my hand at this very moment. Yeah, best best part ever. <laughs> I wish you guys could see it. The cover is so beautiful. Yeah. It's like the best Please. joke ever told. Venmo, a million dollars, and we'll send you the book. <laughs> and, um, so um, now back at the pyramids, Sophie and Langdon are stumbling around in the sand, and Langdon has a walking cane and Sophie has a um, a brooch and the brooch is the um, Egyptian like eye mm-hmm. and they're wandering around in the sand when a, a tour guide comes up to them and is um, ask them if they want to purchase the deluxe tour of the pyramids. <laughs> Langdon looks directly into the tour guide's eyes and says, deluxe tour, would that take us to the labyrinth? <laughs> and the tour guide looks directly back into Langdon's eyes and says, how much will you pay me? <laughs> Hugs and kisses. <laughs> and pictures from my trip in Florida. <laughs> and the tour guide quickly scurries away <laughs> while they continue to dig in the sand. Well, but... he, he turns around, looks at selfies and goes, Nobody wants to see my pictures in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, cut to the tour guide hiding behind the pyramid. (laughs) Ooh. The the tour guide pulls out a cell phone and dials the Pope Mobile. (laughs) (gasps) Ring, 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 ring. T-Bing picks up the phone. Hello, uh, T-Bing. T-Bing, what do you want? What do you want? Uh, what do you want, uh, Silas Jr.? Oh, that... Oh! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! I see what you're doing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, want, we want Silas Jr. Uh... uh why we have spotted the canary the canary is in the nest i repeat the canary is in the nest 
God damn it, Silas Jr. Just speak in words. We we aren't doing codes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I I see. Uh, 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 he can't really speak because he's just like three years old right now. That. <laughs> Canonically, dude, it makes sense, right? Like, <laughs> so, so it, it okay. So he walked up as the tour guide, had a full conversation, and then went behind the pyramids and turned into a baby. <laughs> no, he was a baby all along. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, okay. <laughs> A baby. That's why that... it was disarming, dude. That's why he's disarming. <laughs> okay. Very disarming. <laughs> Is it like a boss baby where they're just like hella smart? <laughs> no, he's yeah, sure, why not? He's 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 Silas's baby, so he's like very visibly like Silas, but but yeah. <laughs> just a baby. Okay. Now I know why Ari likes Silas Jr. so much. <laughs> Why he's a part of their team. (laughs) (laughs) And and then Ari just grabs the phone from TV and says, God damn it, Junior, just send us the location. (laughs) And hangs up the phone angrily. Uh, He has one of those phones that like open up at the bottom and have like a giant antenna at the top. Uh, he extends the antenna even further to now make it like six feet long. <laughs> uh, okay. Presses a couple buttons on the phone, and and we see like we see like the the radio waves come off the top of the antenna, go boo 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 boo, <laughs> and done. Location sent. <laughs> <laughs> the things that religion can buy you. <laughs> yeah, technology, dude. Holy shit. Powered by faith. Yeah, okay. And um, cut back to Langdon and Sophie. And Sophie now has her brooch of the eye. Yeah. And is holding it up and is just like wandering around the sand looking while Langdon angrily is like, hey, we're looking for the secret chamber here. And Sophie's like... Wait, are they inside the pyramid right now? No, they're still like in the sand. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. (laughs) Looking for the secret chamber. And Sophie's like, this brooch is an heirloom from my great, 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 great grandma great yeah (laughs) cleopatra well okay so here's the thing we find out that sophie's indeed related to jesus christ and mary magdalene right so technically it wouldn't be that far off because like geographically egypt and jerusalem aren't that far away from each other so they would kind of make sense that somehow she's related to everybody yeah (laughs) she's she's related to anyone including cleopatra <laughs> like all that's, powerful people in history <laughs> that makes perfect sense yeah that's the only part about this that makes sense <laughs> and uh, she's looking through the brooch 
uh, they we we cut further to like when they're like deep in the pyramids with Langdon's like shirt all torn up. He's holding on to like a torch uh, of 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 uh, you know like of a fiery torch, uh, pr- uh, and like holding on to a cane in the other hand. And then and then like you know like how in the middle of an adventure movie everybody's like all all grimy and dusty and like worn like, out, sexy, grimy. <laughs> Yeah, sexy grimy, but he's a professor, so he's like Professor Grimy, you know. Yeah, and then Sophie's got like perfect makeup somehow, but is still really grimy. Yeah, somehow. I imagine. Uh, have you seen Jumanji? Like the new ones. Oh uh, yeah. You know how like Karen Gillan is like grimy at the end of it. Yeah. That that's how I imagine Sophie right now. Okay. <laughs> and outside in the parking lot just pulled up the Pope Mobile. <laughs> Every time we, you, we see the Pope Mobile, Dan Brown goes into like great detail on like on how the the environment sounds and and uh I can only summarize it by 60s Batman music, but Pope it is nonstop all the time. Uh, but <laughs> then, he does a he does a beautiful job of like describing this. It's kind of wonderful. Yeah. And then Ari and T Bean get out of the Pope Mobile and their legs spin like Scooby Doo style while they like <laughs> run to the secret chamber. Uh with with Silas Jr. leading the way, and 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 the Pope's just like holding on to Silas Jr.'s like tiny little nubby hands. They're doing one of those things where like the fingers are interlocked, but because Silas Jr.'s hands are so small, it's just like at the at the armpit of his fingers. <laughs> He's like, yeah, borderline tickling him while the, Silas Jr. can run surprisingly fast for having short legs. <laughs> and being a three-year-old, Silas Jr. is yeah. fucking insane. He's cracked, dude. <laughs> and now they're in the chamber. Uh, uh, and uh, Langdon sees a tablet in front of him. Uh, in behind the tablet is just like emptiness. Um, and uh, and 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 the tablet in front of him is written in like. Uh, secret hieroglyphs of the past, uh, ancient hieroglyphs, which Langdon, being like a code expert, kind of instinctively understands. Yeah, Langdon, like, eats, sleeps, and breathes codes. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he instantly realizes the code is to Einstein's time machine and how he came back to build the pyramids hell yeah uh and it says to retrieve the secrets of einstein's time machine you need to give up the thing that is most dear to you um at that point sophie looks over at the at the brooch that she's had the 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 with the egyptian symbol and she goes maybe this is our solution and she touches it against she touches it against the tablet with like swelling music and and you know just a gusto of of emotions and nothing happens 
She does it again. <laughs> Nothing happens. She does it a third time. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> then Langdon has an idea. He takes open his briefcase, takes out his vacation pictures from Florida, <laughs> touches those against the tablet, and suddenly the ground beneath them starts shaking. <laughs> and when the dust settles, they can see Einstein's labyrinth. <laughs> And right in the middle of it is a time machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I could go back to Florida. <laughs> and Sophie does the biggest eye roll ever. <laughs> and, and, and whispers in Langdon's ear, no, we have bigger things to do. <laughs> <laughs> But my Florida. <laughs> oh my god. And he pulls out more pictures. <laughs> like and the... they're and they're weirdly like exactly the same as <laughs> as iconic movie endings. So there, so there's one where he's like posed at the like jumping high in the air like the end of Breakfast Club. But you know, Langdon's not super happy with them because he didn't have to give them up to access the labyrinth. They're overexposed or he has red eyes. <laughs> well, that that was the price to pay because they turned from being looking good to then looking like that. Yeah. And in the background from the entrance of the chamber, they hear small child laughter. Like someone being tickled. What's the laughter sound like? <laughs> Small. Do it. No, do it. Do the laugh. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't have small child laughter. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> What's your small child laughter? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I haven't even done it yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's like ridiculously good. <laughs> it's a, it's an evil small child, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they hear that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I need a minute. <laughs> We're two grown ass men. I have a human wife. <laughs> yeah, you have a human wife. Hell yeah. She's very real. <laughs> we think. I've never seen her. Yeah, very real. <laughs> I've only seen her through a screen, and and that as a I'm a magician, so like that shit can be faked easily. You know what I mean? I don't know if I if I should believe my senses at this point. You probably shouldn't. <laughs> so you admit she's not real, okay? But um, yeah. So they hear one more time, Andy. They hear what in the background? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they hear that in the background. And Sophie notices it. Langdon doesn't notice because he's still fixated on his breakfast club pose. And name a few more, name a few more. Yeah. And the pose from E.T. where you're like riding off in the bike into just like the sky. But you could like clearly see the bike doesn't exist. (laughs) Like it's just a green screen. And um, Sophie just shoves Langdon down the stairs. Langdon tumbles down the stairs, spewing his photos everywhere. He has a tight grip on his briefcase still, and they find themselves in Einstein's labyrinth. As 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 Langdon turns around to Sophie and goes, "Hey, what'd you do that for?" <laughs> <laughs> And while he looks up waiting for an answer, a picture floats down and lands on his face. And it is of uh, the T-Rex scene in Jurassic Park. But it's Langdon who's the T-Rex. <laughs> as the sign that pops down says, welcome to Universal Studios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sophie starts sprinting down the labyrinth and grabs Langdon's briefcase while Langdon slowly recovers himself and um, Ari, Silas Jr., and TV are at the top of the stairs entering the labyrinth. Um, they're, they're, uh, Silas, TV, and, uh, Ari, uh, Bishop Ari, are standing up there trying to decide what to do because where they're from, from their vantage point, they can see the entire labyrinth, the entire maze, exactly where um, Langdon and Sophie are, um, and Einstein's time machine. Uh, Silas looks at the time machine, uh, slow, gently nudges his way towards T-Bing and goes, think about all of the historical children that might exist back in time. <laughs> I could meet JFK as a kid. <laughs> I could meet kill, kill baby Hitler. No, there's more to it than that. Yeah. I could, could hang out hang out with baby Jesus. <laughs> And Silas Jr. gives them a skeptical look, and it starts to turn in his head that these are some really messed up individuals. Uh, He quickly, Silas Jr. is like the smartest person in this entire thing. So he's like looking at the maze, he's taking it all in, and he takes a mental image of the maze, grabs the uh, the Pope by the hand, because, you know, they have a complicated relationship. Um, and then just pulls them down into the maze himself. Okay. And Langdon is slowly stumbling forward, just like Silas Jr., Aryan TV, can see Langdon, but Sophie's out of, out of sight. And we cut to Sophie, and Sophie has to answer a riddle. 
<laughs> but instead of from a sphinx that is cat on the bottom and man on top it's cat on the top and man on bottom <laughs> you know and, and yeah go on the, the cat the just says meow <laughs> that's the riddle meow yeah Mia, okay, so Sophie's now pacing in this room that she found herself in with the riddle. She's like pacing, going meow, hmm. meow, 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 meow has four letters. Four, four, that's the number of clovers that you need to have good luck. Luck, that also has four letters. Meow, four and letters. Luck. While Sophie's thinking intently on the riddle, Langdon person holding a picture and it's an iconic scene from cats and he says you didn't see my picture of cats and cat is the past is the answer <laughs> and as soon as he says oh but my picture from chaos <laughs> the, the 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 half cat half man goes Rawr. <laughs> And just dissolves into the sand in the ground, um, uh, causing like a secret passageway to open up. Um, <laughs> and and they go down the secret passageway, which takes them to the f- final level of the labyrinth, and they can see the glow of the time machine in the background. But cut, right, yeah, oh, go on. We cut to Ari, Silas Jr., and TV, and they are just infighting in the cat room. <laughs> because in the cat rooms, there's hieroglyphics of cats, but now there is no cat because it disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to figure out, they can't see the secret passage because, you know, uh, only those who've been cat peed on can see the secret passage. <laughs> Um, but they're they're in fighting, and and while they're fighting, suddenly they hear a loud a loud thump, 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 and it's getting closer. Thump, thump, and it's getting closer and closer and closer. And. Closer and closer and closer. <laughs> Suddenly, was, no. Yeah. This is where I explained what was happening in my head. I was like anticipating what you were gonna say, and I'm like, "Ooh, I'm excited to hear what Andy's gonna say." Oh, okay, 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 okay. I, I, I know where it's going. I know where it's going. Um, and a, and the one entrance to that secret chamber, um, a, we suddenly see a giant. Uh, walk in in like a pinstripe suit. This is a giant giant in a pinstripe suit. Pokes his, we only see hair poking into this tiny little door in the labyrinth. It's a, it's a surprise that they didn't see this person earlier on when they were just like staring at the maze from up top. Like he was clearly a stone statue that turned into a giant once giant. someone passed the cat. Exactly. <laughs> And 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 he walks in, 
and lo- and they look up at him. Turns out it's Albert Einstein, but just <laughs> giant. <laughs> and he says nine. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Are you trying to get through? <laughs> well, the answer is pi. 3.14159265. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and now they are all on the bottom uh, level of the web. <laughs> Wait, before you go any further, this is the second time in fiction, and I want to point this out to our listeners, because this is kind of news you will only find on our podcast. This is the second time ever in fiction that Albert Einstein and the Egyptian hieroglyph was in the same fictional universe. And, was well, mystical, mystical Egyptian hieroglyph was in the same fictional universe, and Albert Einstein just happened to know the answer. Yeah, what well, was number one? <laughs> oh, you're not ready for this. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Night at the Museum 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's like Da Vinci Code meets National Treasure meets Night, Night at, at the, the museum. museum. Exactly, dude. It's like, it's like Dan Brown's such a genius. That he managed to take the best parts of every single fictional uh, uh, swashbuckling of advent- adventure and put it into one book, and that's the sequel to the Da Vinci Code. That's the Einstein's Pyramid. Yeah, it's it is a literary masterpiece. While <laughs> everyone is at the bottom of the labyrinth. <laughs> yeah, everyone. And, okay, this is this is the big scene that all the critics were raving about, right? Yeah, this is the third act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we have in a old fashioned triangle standoff, like one of those like old westerns. But it's five people, so it's a pentagon. Okay. <laughs> so it's a pentagon. <laughs> so we have in one corner we That's have so Sophie. stupid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> At one corner, we have Sophie and holding Langdon's briefcase. Well, what is she? She's she's pointing not with her two fingers, but she's pointing with like uh with like the lever that you need to put inside Einstein's time machine uh, in order to activate it. Okay, and. And we have, um, and we have Langdon, and he's just holding up more pictures of his trip of Florida, and under his suit and tie, you can just barely glimpse a shirt that says like "I love" at the top, and you can only assume it says Florida at the bottom. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then, um, I wanted, and, and the picture is from Castaway. Of Wilson, <laughs> but 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 it's like landing Langdon's handprint. But that's too many too many details. Nobody knows yeah. that. <laughs> and then the third point of the Pentagon is Einstein giant. <laughs> and, okay. 
<laughs> Wait, so I, now it's a hexagon. No, you said five points for a pentagon. And I'm like, I don't think a pentagon has five points, but I'm going with it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it does. Case. A pentagon has like five sides. Okay. One, yeah, two, so, three, four, five. Yeah, so so we're building up all five. <laughs> yeah, but like but like Einstein Giants there, so it's a hexagon, because I was thinking like all of the characters are here. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. The um, climax, big climax. Yeah, so yeah, so then we have Silas Jr. So, yeah, so it's Pentagon. So we have Silas Jr. <laughs> Silas Jr. And he is torn between what side to go towards. Does he He's, help? Yeah. Um, does he help? Um, Ari and TV, or does he help Sophie get to the time machine? Have you seen the 2006 or 2007 movie Van Helsing? Uh, yeah, like once. You know, <laughs> you know how like one of the weapons is like this uh, weird sort of handheld thing with like two curves at the at the two ends. Yes, <laughs> Silas Junior is holding on to one of those, but it's made out of like the cross okay <laughs> and on okay. his in his other hand he's holding on to like uh uh one of those uh one of those like things that Catwoman has you know those little ropes and like two balls at the end of the string but you kind of like toss it to get people to trip up and you know you know what i'm talking about yes but it's but it's made out of a rosary okay <laughs> okay because he is he is nothing if not thematically accurate and extremely skilled in weaponry <laughs> yeah he's silas jr dude okay and then we have t-bean and t-bean is just making ominous breathing noises <laughs> yeah he's asthmatic <laughs> and then we have ari and ari looks disheveled but more determined than ever to stop Sophie from getting to the time machine. And we do like uh, an old fashioned like circle pan. Yeah. <laughs> Here's uh, Dan Brown's amazing fucking auditory writing shining <laughs> yeah. yet again. And then we zoom, we get a zoom in of Einstein's mouth and like his mustache. And it just says go. <laughs> it just says go. <laughs> and and then they go out in an all-out battle. <laughs> They're fighting each other. Silas keeps dropping his weapon, so he's not really fighting. But but everybody else is fighting each other. Um, uh, T-Bing punches Langdon. Uh, but Langdon is like picking up his his pictures from Florida, so he's like he's like dodging every punch unintentionally. <laughs> and Sophie is just throwing more Florida pictures, which are just like endless Florida pictures from the briefcase. <laughs> that, that, that Langdon is trying to pick up. <laughs> yeah. he, he sees one Florida picture in the corner that is like uh, the scene from uh, fuck, I don't know, Brokeback Mountain? I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, that one was with my buddy, Carl. Uh, and, and then he's like, Ari grabs that picture and is like, that's my picture now. <laughs> 
And then as he as he lifts his head up, he's like, "Hey, you can't do that!" And bringing his <laughs> hand forward, the bishop like uh, gets knocked on his forearm, like gets hit by his forearm as his hand goes up. <laughs> and finally, um, Silas Junior comes to Epiphany and yells like his Epiphany that he's going to help Sophie. And he just yells, Sophie, run for it. And he, like, old Western style, like, stands between everybody and Sophie holding Mm. his weaponry. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Sophie is starting to move towards the time machine with the handle. (laughs) Uh, And Robert Langdon is running after her because she she still has his briefcase full of his Florida pictures. (laughs) And they they sit in the time machine. As soon as they sit in the time machine, the room starts collapsing and everybody starts to like uh, slowly perish. Right at the back, T-Bing falls down into an abyss. The Pope falls down into an abyss. Our, our little boy falls down into an abyss. And in that, but while he's falling, he like throws the chain. Yeah. Like the chain weapon. He the like, bolas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he throws it towards Sophie in the time machine. <laughs> okay, okay. What that does is uh, as soon as Sophie like puts the scepter into the middle of the time machine, the bolas pulls the lever without them setting a time, and the time machine just vanishes. <laughs> With and, Langdon and Sophie in it, it vanishes. And all we can see is a picture float down and it is a picture of Langdon doing the scene from Back to the Future. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. That was awesome. Uh, Dan Brown goes on to describe an epilogue where he goes, this is not the real ending but this is a this is a suggested retelling of of what might have happened um and in the in the epilogue he goes on to describe how langdon was able to make it back to his beloved florida and create every movie scene that was not mentioned in the book <laughs> Uh, and Sophie uh, somehow managed to like reach back in time, and turns out she—it's one of the "I am my own grandfather" scenarios, <laughs> where she met her, she met uh, Jesus Christ, and uh, and he just went, "Well, your name is now Mary." Yeah, and then um, Silas Junior is able to go back and talk to Silas before he turns evil and they live happily ever after in the Scottish cottage near the seaside <laughs> hell yeah dude <laughs> what happened to the bishop and Teabig he doesn't really elaborate see yeah <laughs> or I think, like, <laughs> I think like I think this is probably Dan Brown's finest work if I'm being honest. Do the outro, Andy. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the outro, and I don't know what to say right now, but this is the outro. <laughs> Please subscribe. Hell yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, uh, remember, we're bringing you the stories that the authors don't want you to know. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to make it something memorable for the hour. I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> now you're overthinking it. You're just going to be like, outro time. Thank you for listening to the stories. Authors are too lazy to write. That was... The outro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, which part of this is the outro? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Is this the outro? Is this the ending? Everything is an ending, Andy. All beginnings are endings. We could just play the intro for the outro. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Congratulations, you're now on our next episode. Yeah. We just don't have an outro. Say nice things about us online. And if you don't want to say nice things about us online, uh, then give it to your friends so at least we can boost that engagement. Yeah, share, do things. Hell yeah. Okay. Sweet. Okay, I think we're good for the... (laughs) Oh my god. Thank you for listening to episode three of cliff notes continued we'll be back with episode four on tuesday january 16th with a whole new book and a whole new story